smile. If that's what you want to believe, then, you know, and, and uh, Bishop Adler said that, you know, I had a ministry of uh, telling the people the truth in love. And, uh, and I think we all should do that. But uh, big difference in that or just pounding away, arguing what you know is right. Sometimes you just have to let it go. And most importantly, you got to ask yourself, what is the attitude in me that's causing me to interact with whatever person it is in life? Am I building it on the right principle? And that's the principle that we can learn right here from this little lesson in Solomon. It's the, it's the principle of humility and an understanding how limited we are in what we, we, we know, what we have the ability to do. Solomon realized that there is a God. And he doesn't want to just be Solomon's friend. But he wants to be his mentor. See, God works through people. Man, the minute I figured that out, I had I've had some amazing, amazing mentors all the way back to Pat York, who taught me that one little principle that probably I built my whole life on successfully. But uh, Chris House's dad, I just submitted to that man and learned everything that he could teach me about the ministry, and then Bishop Adler and. And I look for people that I could submit to. And I learned that principle from a, an old, old, old apostle of China. His name was Watchman Nee. And he wrote a book that was very, very powerfully used uh, and abused in the uh, 70s and 80s. I'm sure uh, you read it. And fabulous teaching. And, and I built my life on that, too, his teaching uh, Watchman Nee was, at his moment in time, probably the most powerful Christian man on the face of the Chinese continent there. But even in spite of having that kind of ability, he was constantly looking for people that he could submit his life to. And he could demonstrate his humility to. And certainly... Certainly that was his relationship towards the Lord. And what it did and what it created is self-explanatory. Every man or woman who has studied under me knows my fascination and my awe with that man. He ended up, by the way, successfully being martyred. But he will go down in the uh, history of Christianity as uh, one of the uh, most amazing men who ever lived. And I'm sure he's in fair standing with the Lord now. But he presented the most simple and foundational yet magical formula for success. Submission to authority. Bending your knee. Taking the low road. Getting in when you know you're right for the purpose of the overall good. 
He thought that the greatest power one could derive in this world, on this side, was not only to tap into complete submission to God, who carries huge responsibilities and sometimes he's hard to get a hold of immediately, but to seek out those who had proven records themselves of utilizing that formula, devoting their lives to the Lord, and he would submit to their teachings and their oversight in his life, called delegated authority or mentorship. What he further discovers is that God is not out to get us. He's not out to sabotage us. He's not out to, to uh, ruin your ambitions and aspirations. No, on the contrary, God, his only real goal is to assist you in getting as far as you can go and meeting and beating your goals in which his goals for you are always bigger, always better, every last time. In short, why do you insist on fighting God? When Paul got up, blind and broken, from the road to Damascus, you remember what he said? Because he got it. Well, he was down there, he got it, and he jumped up and he said, Lord, what would you have me do? And that man became the great Apostle Paul. So in this Old Testament passage, we have Solomon, and because of only an attitude, he's given more than most men or women will ever hope to see. So here's how it goes. The Lord appears to Solomon in a dream. And Solomon says in this dream, You've shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he's walked before you in truth, in righteousness, in uprightness of heart. And if you remember, David was the only man ever referred in all of scriptures had a heart after God. And we don't understand that. We don't know what that means. But that's why you guys named David are so happy with your names. He says, you've continued this great kindness for him, and you've given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. Now, Lord my God, he says, you've made your king instead of my fa- you made me king instead of my father David, but I'm a little child, and I don't know how to go out and come in. And your servants in the midst of your people who you've chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. And he cries out, therefore, Lord, <coughs> please give me understanding. And he, he says, give your servant big clue. Give your servant understanding, an understanding heart to judge your people, that I can discern properly good from evil. For who's able to judge this great people of yours? Now remember, the the fatal error of thinking that you know it, that, that you know more. Well, here's the man who's just the opposite. I don't know nothing, Lord. Why am I even here? You have got to meet me 
and supply my needs and my needs, Lord, or to discern a discerning heart and, and an understanding and a wisdom to deal with these people. <clears throat> Here's the key to the story. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And then God said to him, because you've asked this thing and have not, have not asked for long life, for riches for yourself, not asking for the life of your enemies, but you've asked for yourself understanding to discern justice or the ways of the Lord, kingdom principles to rule this people. He said, Behold, I've done according to your words. See, I've given you a wise and understanding heart. So there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall there ever be anyone like you again. <laughs> Didn't do anything but humble himself and ask the Lord to mentor him. Didn't do anything but, I'm sure, learn to seek counsel from others. And to try and move in humility in all of his interactions. He had this heart that his father had had. And he says, the Lord says, you want wisdom? You want understanding? To do the best you can to help others? He says, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you understanding. I'm going to give you more than any man has ever had or ever will. He says, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you all that wealth anyway. I'm going to give you all that honor anyway, so that your lifetime you will have no equal among kings of the whole earth. And so in review, what got Solomon what he never even asked for. Well, simple. The Lord was so impressed, not with his knowledge, not with his ability, with his attitude. And that's why all my students, one of my favorite phrases they can all quote you as well as me is, attitude is everything. Please stand. Let's go into prayers. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the, to the departed eternal rest. 
Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. All this we ask in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this is the time for the peace, and I want you all to share God's peace with each other. Just don't touch. (laughs) Peace. Welcome. Blessings. Hey Lord. How you doing? Good. Let me introduce you to my family real quick. I'd love to. My wife, Jessie. How do you do, ma'am? My oldest is Tori. Hi, Tori. That's Isaac. I know him. Yep. Good boy. And Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Becca, Becca, stand up, please. I'm very tired. And today is Becca's birthday. Oh, my gosh. What, uh, what's the plan? You're going to do the uh, California vacation, I hope, right? Well, we have to leave back. Tomorrow. Uh, you're leaving? She wants sushi real bad, so we're going to oh, sushi for dinner. A lot of good sushi places. And, and you want to turn off your mic for kind of the thing? So we, so you want to turn it off or give it to you what? You can just turn it off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>